I just have to say, I, I'm not a fan of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. How would you deal with a bad erection? Spirits with more spirits, with more spirits, with more spirits, with a drop of juice. Never dealt with imperfection. I, I try my best keeping it up all night. The Leaning Tower of Pisa is ancient Donald Trump. When you look at the glass, you're like, wow, that's incredible. Renaissance Balamori. I'm scraping the barrel there, lad. Will running around like a naked Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a spectacular area and it really does take your breath away. Hello and welcome to What's in Matt's Head, with me, Matt Head. This is a podcast all about my travel misadventures, which happened on a poorly planned road trip around Europe in my poorly prepared van. It's really just a few mates reminiscing about an epic summer in which a ridiculous road trip full of remarkable landscapes, incredible cities and ludicrous nights out went frequently pear-shaped, which is why it was so fun. We caused carnage on an Italian motorway, almost ruined a German trans system, and I was held hostage in Austrian mechanics, among some other random things. This episode, however, is all about our stopover in Pisa, where we explored the banks of the Arno, enjoyed Tuscan cuisine, and of course, ensured that the Leaning Tower stayed upright with a cheesy photo shoot. As usual, Charlie and Will are here to remember the things I can't, and remind me of the parts I don't want to. So jumping straight into it, Will, the Leaning Power, the Field of Miracles, the Cathedral, and the Baptistery. What did you make of it all? Yeah, for me, it was uh, much more than what I bargained for. My very limited knowledge of Pisa thought there would just be a leaning tower of Pisa. Going into the Fields of Miracles, there's just so many other beautiful, spectacular buildings, such as the cathedral, such as the old cemetery. The field itself, actually, the grass on the field is really satisfying grass, cut perfectly, kind of like a golf course grass. It's like Leicester Stadium's pitch when it was peak carved into things when they won the league. It's a work of art, it's just satisfying grass, that. If, if they honestly would have just had the grass in that field of miracles, I would have been happy, personally. But with all the other buildings on top as well, it's just such a, it's such a spectacular area and it really does take your breath away. And coming from quite a naive 18-year-old, I did just think in Pisa there would just be the Leaning Tower of Pisa, but that made up only one of the four or five amazing buildings in that field of miracles. So do you think when you got there, it's just going to be a tower in a field? <laughs> what were you expecting? If I'm honest, I didn't really have too, too high an expectation for Pisa. I kind of thought, oh, we'll go here, we'll see the Leaning Tower, we'll see this poorly designed tower, and then that'll be it. But yeah, it was... It was I was pleasantly surprised, and it was so much more than I expected it to be. They, they've, they've done brilliant to build all the other buildings around the tower as well to make it more than just a tower. And honestly, that lawnmower that cuts the grass deserves a, deserves a medal. It's incredible. That's the thing. We were there for well, longer than we intended because we enjoyed it so much. But in all that time, I never saw anyone cutting or trimming or scissoring the grass or even giving it the miracle grow. So I don't know how they did it so well. I think a large part of that actually might be down to the sheer number of tourists in the area. There's this huge number of tourists coming in through the Field of Miracles and just walking about, dilly-dallying about. And that's kind of like the only thing that took away a bit of the spectacularness of the whole area was the number of tourists who weren't able to take a perfect picture and who would stand there and queue and queue to get the right picture and uh, we had we had one time where we went up the cathedral and there's this particular spot in the cathedral where everyone's queuing and everyone's waiting to get this picture but you could see down down the whole of the field of miracles with the leaning tower in the background we must have been there waiting for like five or ten minutes waiting for our turn to get that picture walked up one picture 
brilliant. Honestly, he did the job and that was it. And we could walk away. We didn't need to dilly-dally about. Yeah, credit where credit's due. We were, I, I, I don't know how to describe it, Charlie. We're walking past this tiny little square window. perfectly lined up for the whole field. I don't think Will even broke stride. He's walked past it, bashed out his phone, like full arm length, clicked the button once and looked at it. And he just looked so happy and smug with himself. <laughs> It was a real wonder. It's one of those moments where you literally just feel like a gangster. You're just walk, walking by, being like, I've, I've nailed it. I've, I've done it. I've done, I can get out of here. This is it. Do you need one of those like Snoop Dogg edits where the cartoon glasses come over your face and it's like, da 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 da? That's the exact, that's the exact one I was going for. <laughs> I almost did this like <laughs> uh, weird McGregor walk out of there as well. He was absolutely chuffed with himself. But you did say that the tourists took away from the experience and blocked it out a bit. But I honestly found the people watching one of the most entertaining pits out of it. As nice as all the architecture was, watching hundreds of people putting out their hands, looking like whoppers, trying to get the angle right and getting told to move left a bit, right a bit, up a bit, down a bit. I mean, that, that was the attraction in itself. So funny. Yeah, it's quite surreal. Every every single tourist that goes there, it's almost an obligation that you have to get a photo of you propping up for Leaning Tower of Pisa to say, oh, look at me, you know, I'm, I'm doing this incredible feat. And yet, really, the photos that people should have been getting was of the whole rest of the field of miracles. It all was so stunning. A very cheesy, cringy photo of propping up for Leaning Tower wasn't all that. See, the issue that I have with the tourists and the Leaning Tower of Pisa is that effectively everyone's queuing up to look at a mistake. You know, it's not it's not well designed. It's a badly designed building. That's why it's fallen over. Yeah, but if it was just a normal tower, I don't think it would be so famous. It, it wouldn't, no, no one's just going to go see a normal straight up tower. Like, how many towers can you think of that are just there? They're not very famous. The Eiffel? That's not the a Eiffel tower. 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 That's a different kind of tower. Blackpool Tower? That's just a bad I mean, I'm, I'm thinking Blackpool like tower. Bell Towers, like Big Ben. Oh, yeah, you might have proved me wrong there. There you go. You named another one. <laughs> just also trust the Italians, though, to have looked at the tower, known that it's not straight, and been like, yeah, nah, do you know what? We'll leave it. We'll leave it. It's fine. It's fine as it is. We've done well enough to put it up. We've had a hard day at work. Let's go have <laughs> some pizza, some beer, and we'll chill out. My favourite irony, which I found out before this episode, is that Pisa is like Greek for marshy land. So it's not like they were going to build it on some really stable footing anyway. The thing that interested me as well, that I kind of looked up for this podcast as well, was that Pisa, probably from the definition itself, but it actually used to be surrounded by water. The sea used to come up pretty much to the boundary of Pisa. It's just uh, with time, that sea level and shoreline has receded back uh, further west. I'm pretty sure they lost a battle against, I think it was Ganura at some point. And after Ganura had sacked Pisa, they basically ruined the dockside and poured loads of salt in and kind of ruined their port and beachfront, which is why it's a bit less sea now. That's a very interesting fact. I also never knew that Pisa used to be really quite a uh, strong naval base, military position for Roman Empire and for Florence attacking Pisa as well and Pisa being independent. It has actually had quite a large amount of history throughout its time yeah so around the time that Pisa was built it was one of the main maritime powers i think along with venice and Genoa, it was really up with them different points took power of like sicily and the balearic islands so back after they had sacked palermo and stole all their good things they they wanted somewhere to put it which is why they built the cathedral and the baptistry and expanded it all and then in 1173 that's when they're like we need 
we need a big tower. We got to celebrate being so rich. So we're gonna we're gonna build the leaning tower. Obviously, they didn't call it then because they just wanted a normal one, but it didn't go very well. They didn't start well because it only built the foundations three meters deep. Which, when you think about, it, it's not much for a sixty meter tower. It's it's never going to be that stable, especially when everything under it's not very strong. It's all marshy and sandy, and so they only ever got to the second floor before it started sinking and the lean began. If they went any further, it would have probably fallen over, but luckily they went back to war for 100 years and building stopped. And in that time, the soil kind of shored up and settled so the tower didn't fall over. Then after 100 years, they kind of remembered it, got back to them, carried on building. To try and stop it sinking, they thought to even it out, they'll add like they build one side of the tower taller so it straightens up. But all this did was add more weight to that side so it just sank further. That didn't really work out too well. Eventually, they did get it done in 1372, so nearly 200 years after they first started building building it. So they were a bit late, and it was very wonky. But I'd say that's no bad thing, as now they get all the tourists from it. So it's, it's very good planning. I just have to say, I, I'm not a fan of the Leaning Tower of Pisa as a concept. They made a mistake. They should have knocked it down and started again. They were absolute frauds, living off this mistake from 400 years ago. I just think it's utterly ridiculous. Would you not say that it's a metaphor for there being beauty and imperfection, Charlie? I wouldn't know, mate. Never dealt with imperfection. Too much food. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dick. I would also like to say, though, you know, the, the area is called the Field of Miracles, and it has to have that name for a reason. So against your point of uh, Leaning Tower of Pisa shouldn't really be there, Chaz, I'll be, I will be a supporter for Leaning Tower of Pisa. In 1990, it was at its most acute angle of 5.5 degrees lean. And uh, according to every single computer engineering model and everything, Leaning Tower should have fell over at 5.44 degrees. So really, the Field of Miracles is a perfectly apt name for that area because that Leaning Tower should have fallen in 1990. Bitch stole my facts, but yeah, he's he's very right. And they managed to fix it by digging up from the other side and weighing it down with lead to get it right. But that was the, the third time lucky at fixing it because in the 1838, they dug out a walkway to try and have a look at it and that made it sink more. And then Mussolini wasn't very happy with it. He didn't think there was beauty and imperfection either. So he tried to fix it by pumping cement under one side. But again, that made it heavy and sink again. So I know it's, these dictators, I'm starting to think they're, they're bad. You're joking me. I know. I thought we, I mean, Shock revelation. we had our, this is going to get cut already, I know, but we had our Hitler chat the other week. <laughs> well, yeah, he stole the Olympics. <laughs> what is it? We don't, we don't. And Mussolini is trying to knock yeah. the tower. Bloody Hitler. Oh, Bloody. The, the 30s were bad. But the thing is, you guys both said that it was a shame that everybody was looking and trying to get this picture of the leading tower of Pisa when there were so many amazing buildings around you that nobody was paying any attention to. Imagine how frustrating you would be. Imagine these buildings are alive. The Union Tower of Pisa is the one who's fucking up all the time. He's goofy. He's rubbish. He's not doing his job properly. And you're here doing the job as best you can. Peng old building and no one's looking at you. No one's giving you the time of day. Yeah, it kind of sounds similar to like kind of Donald Trump's always messing up, but he's always in the news getting the attention. The Leaning Tower of Pisa is ancient Donald Trump. Changed my mind. You've heard it. You've heard it here first. But yeah, no, I think also the same could be said for the whole of Pisa. The rest of Pisa, I found as stunning as the Field of Miracles. I thought the whole area was such a nice area with the river, with the old castles. 
the architecture of the houses, the whole area of Pisa itself was so nice, so spectacular that the Field of Miracles really does get this massive shout out and in particular for Leaning Tower of Pisa, which is probably slightly unwarranted in my opinion. I do feel it's a Leaning Tower is something that you look at and you'd be like, yeah, it's great, but it's not great. And then you look at the other buildings, you're like, wow, they're great. And then you look at the grass, and you're like, wow that's incredible and then you go out into the other areas in Pisa you get your pizza you get your bars you get your cafes all in these amazing 10th 11th century buildings and it is, it is stunning the grass is always greener on the other side Avon never satisfied but you sound quite discontented as well with the tower and so does Charlie but Charlie as you're an engineer how would you deal with a bad erection well bad erections are things that I have experienced with in my life um, <laughs> the thing to do is you just you slap it until it stands up right. Personally here, I don't get how Viagra hasn't done an advert on the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I think it's a massive missed opportunity, really. In the 90s, they did fix it by sticking it under a giant waistband, so maybe that was the answer all along. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like Will, like Will said, there's plenty of other stuff in Pisa. It's not just the tower. It does steal all the headlines, not managing to fall over. Once we finally got through the crowd and into the city, we did have a pretty good time walking around. We had some really nice pizzas, loads of colourful other houses. It's kind of like a Renaissance Balamori, just with more pizzerias and fancy squares. And then the river going through it, we cycled up and down that. It was just a really nice afternoon, a, a bit away from the tourists. It wasn't it was a nice sized town, kind of like Pamplona. It wasn't as big as Barcelona or the French cities we went to. So it was it was really nice there. I really liked it. Yeah, same for me. I think it's one of those that as soon as we went outside of the field of miracles, it just kind of opened up and all the tourists ebbed away. Everyone was still stuck in the field of miracles trying to prop up the Leaning Tower of Pisa, whereas Actually, if you get out into the other areas of Pisa, there is still stunning architecture, still stunning buildings to, to look at and everything. It's a really, really nice area. This was another place where we, we were lucky enough to check into another campsite, which was nice. Although we'd left our gazebo back in Barcelona after it broke, we we had some luxuries. We are back in, you know, toilet blocks and showers, even had a swimming pool. So that was really nice. Yeah, this would be the first campsite of the trip that I would actually recommend. It was a really great location. Actually, we were just down the road from where the walled city part of Pisa starts and where you can get into a Field of Miracles. So it was about a five, ten minute walk away from Field of Miracles. And it had everything that you want at a campsite. And, you know, it was the first real one where it was great positioned as well. Yeah, and also meant it didn't. we didn't have to go for an all-nighter, which was music to my ears. So this night out was a lot more successful. But once again, it consists of a lot of wine in the campsite to start with. Yeah, the reason, reasoning for uh, you having much more successful night than me on this one was probably because it, we didn't have to do an all-nighter. <laughs> yeah, we managed to get back in bed by two, which you know, is a bit late for me, maybe three hours too late, but I survived. But mainly because of Will, really pulled me through. But yeah, this night, a lot better, really enjoyed it. Pisa, you know, go for the tower. But the nightlife's where it's all about. Honestly, one of the best nights I had there. It was so, just so funny. That's mainly because we'd had our drinks in the campsite and we started walking into town. We had our own kind of bar crawl plan around the squares, but we got to the Field of Miracles and everyone's still taking the photos. It's all up, floodlit, beautiful. The grass is still looking green. All the marble of the towers are shining white and everyone's still a bit concerned about the tower falling over. So they're all getting their photos and trying to prop it up. But at this stage, 
Will thought that everyone needed help propping the tower up. So he was running around the square. I was, it was like I lost my dog. I was chasing him, trying to calm him down, trying to get him back. But he was running up to everyone, getting a photo and photobombing, like diving in front of them, putting his hand out like near theirs. He was shouting like, come on, we can do it. We can keep up. And everyone's like, just what is going on? Who's this lunatic that loves towers and is really concerned trying to you know, keep propping it up? It, it was so bizarre. I think he shocked a lot of people, but... It was so funny. Everyone was laughing when he left them alone. They're like, what's going on? <laughs> and it, it was amazing. I think we've got an absolute gem of photos. Someone was like, you, you need to help him talking to me. So they got our photo. It's the only photo we got with Teaser and both of us. It's a very rare photo of the two of us on our trip. And we're just like a mile away from the tower. And Will's got his head on a bollard. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's, it's one of the many wonders of alcohol. It's the fact that it does lead, lead you down those paths. But yeah, um, I was just, I was just in, in the mood for helping everyone with their photos and uh, probably being much annoyance more than anything. It was, it was great at the time. And uh, it was definitely helped with the alcohol as well. Yeah, I, I don't think the tower would have stayed upright without you that night. I think you, you were the defining factor that kept it up because you, you put your heart and your soul into keeping it up that night, which if you took that out of context, sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try, I try my best keeping it up all night. <laughs> you did work up an appetite doing that because by the time you finally were assured that the tower was going to get there and maybe... We had to probably run away from someone in the end. I can't quite remember. But we managed to find ourselves a nice pizzeria to recover him. I don't think your antics stopped there. No, and uh, just quickly before we do delve into this story, I would like to give a big shout out to the Pisa Nightlife because it's all mainly in this <laughs> fish market hall during the day. And then at night, all the way round the end edge of the fish market, all of these tiny little bars do open up. And each one of them is so unique and provides such an amazing different experience. And in particular, the experience that we were able to have at one where we got the opportunity to make all of our own cocktails and everything, whether that was allowed or not by the bartenders, we kind of did it anyway. Had an incredible time mixing <laughs> spirits with more spirits, with more spirits, with more spirits, with a drop of juice. And It was kind of the theme of that, like Will wanted to do everything himself, whether it be hold up the tower, make his pizza or make his drink. So it, it first started obviously with the tower, but then when we went to the pizzeria, Will got behind the counter, was like making his own pizza. He had his face about an inch off it, some guy, and he was like telling him in this really bad Italian, which is just Will speaking an Italian accent, saying like, Pizzalia, mushroom, pastrami, just put it on with his face like an inch off it. And the guy just didn't look happy. And then Will tried to put it in the pizza oven with his hand. And the guy was like, no, you've got to, you've got to go back to the normal side now. I've had enough of you. So we had to, five minutes later, I think, take our pizza and leave it. But that was another time where he just was in a world of his own. The quintessential Brit abroad, just overstepping the boundaries. Yeah, taking it too far. 100%. But at the same time, I was running that pizza takeaway that night. And they all know it as well. He honestly, he was taking orders. He was barking out orders to the staff. It, it sounds it sounds bad, but I think everyone was loving it there. Everyone found it very funny, and he did make one hell of a pizza. When it once it came out the oven with all his delicacies on it, which he'd chosen, it was an absolute belter. Maybe it's probably more to do with Italian pizza than Will. Yeah, the thing that did baffle me was the sheer size of that pizza, and I think I completely took from Mick with the amount of toppings that we put on it as well, and. And just see just everything about that pizza was taken to the extreme. But 
it seemed to, it seemed to go down well. They were quite happy at the time, and we we had an enjoyable pizza after as well. It did go well. It very much inspired you to do the same. Once we'd have the pizza, we went into a bar, and you thought you'd carry on your behind the bar antics because you were you were very keen on pouring your own shots and mixing your own drinks. Something where at this point in time I should have just been mixing water with water, but instead I think at this stage we were just carrying on ploughing through it for some unknown reason, which uh, mystical powers of Pisa just dictate. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best moments after the uh, pizza, and uh, definitely definitely went downhill after <laughs> for me. Yeah, well, <laughs> slowly made our way round the outside of this square, kind of on this bar crew, which we'd planned ourselves. And Will was in charge of drinks for some reason. But the final place we got to, he'd, he'd had a lot more confidence. He'd, he'd known what he was doing by then. He, he's now an experienced bartender. And he was making these trays of shots, all these random cocktails. Some of them were disgusting. Some of them, very nice. Most of them, absolutely vile. And he was offering them to the bartenders. And they were like, no, we don't want to try that. You can make us try that. Oh, some of them are rancid, but it was very funny. Making me laugh a lot anyway. The thing that shocks me is just, it's just my obvious leadership trait that they all saw in me because for some unknown reason, I seemed to get behind the bar at pretty much every single bar we went to that night. And I don't know what it was, but I was just on a mission to, to be a bartender, to be a pizza maker deliverer to run a restaurant to run a bar and yeah that's that's where it took me <laughs> customer service in pisa is top notch they had no qualms they were very happy to let you do their work really so yeah, you're doing them a favor it's great business for them you're making life easy for them really you're just helping out it was at exactly this moment where i needed a mat all night to pit stop to have a lie down but it, it didn't quite happen and it wasn't quite allowed it <laughs> Let me guess, did you fall asleep on the steps of the Leaning Tower of Pisa and get arrested by the police? <laughs> no, this time no one fell asleep where they shouldn't have. Actually, that might not be true. But no, I think we made it back to the campsite at least without falling asleep. There were no police involved for once, which is always a bonus. But Will, he was leaning a bit when he did come out the bar. Maybe he was just inspired by the local architecture, but he was struggling to stay upright himself. But eventually we did make it back to the campsite which luckily wasn't too far a walk away we didn't need a bus so it was all right kind of helped prop him up on home so that was all right we made it back but then we had the issue of the security guard once we got back to the campsite which we handled by will running off to the shower security guard just looking at him and then me creeping around back to the van and i settled in trying to figure out where will was and luckily he went for a shower to try and i think sober himself up and that was all right and i think he was hiding a security guard but he didn't have any towels or any spare change of clothes so when he left he was in a bit of trouble he was luckily carrying his clothes which i'm sure managed to hide his important bits but i always like to think of it from like an aerial view with the shower block at one end and this grid of tents and caravans in the middle kind of like a big pac-man map and i always like to see will running around like a naked pac-man through around trying to find it back to the thing and then getting chased by a security guard who's trying to hunt him down this obviously very tipsy brit who's been taking liberties out in pisa is now trying to get away with them at the campsite and it always makes me laugh that image i actually I actually could not explain it any better myself and there was also the many trip hazards of pegs lying anywhere with ropes and everything and honestly it was it was a miracle that i managed to get back so quickly as well back to back to the safety of the camper van you might have thought it was quick, but I very much doubt it. You probably tripped over a lot of guide wires, probably scarred a fair few families. 
maybe got away with it because it was about two or three in the morning at that point. So maybe it was all right. But it it, it it always makes me laugh. Just you running from the security guard. I don't know how we didn't get kicked out, but he just probably wouldn't have recognised you. Not in the light, not sober. It was quite for you. Yeah, managed to get to bed eventually and we did get a good night's sleep. And then we were slightly rudely interrupted in the morning, weren't we, Matt, with a certain smell? Yeah, I was rudely interrupted. You were luckily in our outside sleeping area. I wouldn't call it a tent. It was the sides of the gazebo tied up to the van and the poles around the camping area. So we made ourselves like a makeshift tent, which will have managed to collapse onto himself once he dived into bed. I imagine that's good job taking cover from the security guard, just wrapping yourself in loads of green tent sides and rope. And he didn't look too fresh in the morning. We woke up and he was like, why am I naked? Where's my phone? And he, he was a bit confused about the state he was in. And luckily we ran his phone and it was just a phone's throw away from him. It was just beeping in like the next pitch along in the grass, which wasn't as nice as the Field of Miracles grass, but it was still nice enough to cushion his phone once he'd thrown it. And he was he would probably dried himself off in his nice little tent nest. But then I realised there was a very, very strange smell coming from somewhere. And I managed to find out when I opened the sink and I looked in and it was a horrible amalgamation of all the pizza and all the shots we had the night before. So I, I made a very quick exit and left Will to it. Oh, no. It was it was a disaster, but it was a disaster that took about five minutes to find. I don't know why neither of us actually looked in the sink, but we generally searched for about five minutes, just following this waft of badness. And uh, eventually, after about five minutes, Matt did find where the source of it was. It was horrible. You can imagine in a hot van, which has been cooking all day, it obviously took us a while to get up in the morning, considering what we'd been up to the night before. So that it, it cooked itself up rather nicely, and I made a very quick exit from that. And who was the guilty party? On this, this occasion, time? Charlie, I'll accept fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the first time where I managed to be the one not falling asleep anymore, throwing up anywhere. But yeah, it was, it was Will's fault this time. And when I came back an hour later for him clearing up, he was stood over the sink, just looking looking like death with a peg over his nose trying to hold it all together and not add to it <laughs> but yeah peas a surprisingly brilliant night out like everyone super friendly a lot of really nice tourists and a lot of very friendly bar staff and pizza people who could have taken it the wrong way but yeah top marks of peas on a night out very cool very much enjoyable i'd go there just for that yeah so so definitely agree with that as well i think it was it was a top night out i think um <clears throat> could have poured myself a couple of waters instead of shots coming at the end of the night but everyone's hospitality and uh, all the bars and the pizzas and everything everyone just really you know saw the fun side of it and i think that made the whole night that much better as well so are we saying to all those 18-year-olds out there, when you're looking for your holiday after school, don't just go straight to Cavos or Zante or Maga. Give Pisa a thought. Yeah, I'm sure it should be considered. I wouldn't write it off. There is plenty of stuff to do. It's also, I've got the additional benefits. It's pretty close to the beach, so you're not going to miss out on the what the Greek islands offer. It's obviously got the addition of the Leaning Tower and the Cathedral, which I'm sure is what every lad's holiday wants. They want a bit of religion. They want a bit of Renaissance architecture. That's exactly what you need. So I wouldn't write it off, but it would be slightly different experience from the clubs and the strip of Smelly Cabos. I would say, though, that if you are at school and you do see a school trip come up which goes to Pisa, I would 100% go on it because the history there is brilliant, but that nightlife is something else than Pisa. So well, would you go there again, I guess, is the most important thing. Would Will go there again? Uh, I've changed it slightly, isn't it? It's 
Will Will Go There Again? <laughs> um, I, I actually really would. It's one of the places that I really loved. There's so much to do. The amount of pizza places, the amount of bars, the amount of cafes, the nightlife, the fact that you can just walk around the walled city. As soon as you get out of the Field of Miracles, the fact that it isn't very touristy as well, it's really a top location for me. And it's one of my favourite locations from the south of Europe. I think it's definitely on my to go back to again list. I think there's a few other places I'd love to go to first. However, out of the places where I've already been and we'd go back to again, definitely Pisa would be up there. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I loved it. Charlie, you don't sound like you're a big fan of the tower. It sounds like it, it annoys you a little bit. But do you want to go and see it just so you can complain about it? No, do you know what? I'm going to go to Pisa, right? But I'm not going to even look at the tower. I'm going to enjoy every other part of Pisa. But if someone says to me, do you want to take a picture? No, I don't. I don't want to think about the tower. It doesn't deserve to be there. Pisa on its own sounds like a fantastic place. So let's enjoy it for what it is. Fuck the tower. I'm going to Pisa anyway. So you're saying it's star attraction is the reason you wouldn't want to go? No, no. Yeah. But there's other things which would make me want to go. So there's enough there that I can get over my animosity towards the tower. I think it's kind of the same for me with any other big city like Paris. You know, I wouldn't go there to go look at the Eiffel Tower, really. It's kind of like a similar picture with Pisa as well. The Leaning Tower, it's not all that. You see it five seconds later, you've, you're done with it. Yeah, see, I, I've always thought that the Eiffel Tower would look better in Barcelona, personally. But <laughs> What do you think if they put the Leaning Tower of Pisa in Barcelona? I don't think anyone will give it a second look in Barcelona. There's so much other good stuff in Barcelona. It wouldn't even, no one would know what it is. Wouldn't even make it on the to-do list. Mate, it would be below the aquarium. <laughs> oh, Chaz, that is outrageous. Nothing can ever be below the aquarium. <laughs> Not even the sink full of six below the aquarium. <laughs> it's pretty similar, though. Yeah, there was, there was probably more life in that sink than there was in the whole aquarium as well. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I would love to go back to Pisa. It was beautiful. We The cycling around it, the hills behind it. I don't know why we didn't go to Florence, which isn't too far away, but I'm sure I'll have to combine them next time I go and do a day trip and go and see Pisa again because lots of happy memories, especially the night out and just Will trying to help prop up the tower and running around naked around a campsite from security guards. Yeah, if I was to go back to Pisa, it's probably that aspect of it I probably wouldn't want to do again. But uh, how close is Florence to Pisa because I never knew they were that close. Florence is just a bit more inland. This probably I don't know, maybe an hour. I'm completely guessing, but I don't think it's far at all. But yeah, plenty of stuff to see in Pisa. But I do wonder why I went there. I'm sure Charlie will tell me something that's just as good to do back back home. Welcome to Home and Away with me, Charlie. See, this week's a tough one because I've already used the early trump card of uh, Gloucester Cathedral to compare architecture and. It's a bit difficult to find a parallel, but I thought and I found something. And as far as spectacular architecture goes, Gloucestershire is lacking. But much like Pisa, we do have one attraction that really shouldn't be an attraction. Let me take you on a journey northbound from Gloucester. There lies an oasis, almost hidden in the verdant, stretching between junction 11A and 12. It's Gloucester Services. This is not your average service station. Oh, no. In place of greasy burgers and sad soft serve, Gloucester Services offers unbranded, locally sourced food, and most of it prepared on site. Since its construction in 2016, the build has gone on to earn multiple accolades, including the Royal Institution of British Architecture National Award 2016. In fact, with a roof covered in wildflowers, the build itself almost fades into the Cotswold countryside. 
attracting over 4 million people a year, more than twice that of any other service station in the country. It's undoubtedly a fraud, an attraction that shouldn't be one. But if you do anything this year, make sure you're one of those 4 million people because this is not one to be missed. (laughs) For architectural ingenuity, I should have gone down the motorway to the service station rather than going to Pisa. I'm scraping the barrel here, lads. I really <laughs> I love it, mate. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to hold it in. I'm like, what are you on about? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, was, that was tough. That was a beauty. Absolute beauty. I loved right. it. I literally Googled things in Gloucestershire and it was like Gloucester services. <laughs> Tenuous link found. I can't believe that's coming up from top things to do in Gloucestershire. It's the service station. I know, how, how diabolical. That's not ideal. We'll have to change that somehow. Anyway, that I really enjoyed. I'd recommend pizza to anyone. And I'd also recommend pizza to anyone. Sounded like I said pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should try pizza, of course. One of the elite foods of the world. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. But pizza, in case you doubted it, wonderful place. Some superb sights, fantastic food and great grass. In the next episode, we'll move further south, down to Rome, but somehow we ended up in Portugal. Join us then to hear about the Colossal Colosseum, the Virtuous Vatican, and the astonishing diversion to the Algarve. For now, thanks for listening to What's in Matt's Head. I've been Matt Head. Goodbye. I've been well as well. Thank you for listening. And please do not visit Pisa for the Leaning Tower. And thank you. Goodbye. Retweet, retweet. Peace and love. And who's this lunatic? Don't just go straight to Kalos or Zante or Maga. Give Pisa a thought. Italia. Is there effectively everyone's queuing up to look at a mistake? There were no police involved for once. Very wonky, but why am I naked? You're joking me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can download all the shows we've done so far from Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Please get in touch with us on Twitter using the What's in Matt's Head hashtag. If you leave us a review wherever you've listened to this, that would be great. And if you can share it with your mates, that would be even better. Don't forget to subscribe so that you get all the latest episodes straight to your device. We will be back next week, but for now, goodbye.